jam, take a chance, take a chance, if you got your place to go, it's Monday, it's six o'clock, it's time for the joke workshop. Here on Mutiny Radio, FM and SF, and I host Pam Benjamin. And today in the fills, we're going to listen to Take a Chance by ABBA over and over and over. And we're dedicating this show to Chance from Mars Bar on Wednesdays. Uh, come join us on Wednesdays at Mars Bar at 7 o'clock. I get 10 free drink tickets to fuck around and give in whatever way I so choose to whoever comes. If you're a real person with a soul who's not a comedian that comes, you bet you're getting a free drink ticket. Come on now. Uh, and Chance is the bartender, and he's a lovely human being. So go check him out there at Mars Bar on 7th and Brandon. Every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, Mutiny is right there doing the comedy. But we're here right now doing the comedy. And your first, com- it's a joke workshop. So if you want comments, just let everybody know before your set. Say, I want comments. And then I'll take notes and stuff um, And if you want. But if you don't, whatever. We'll just do an open mic. Three-minute, four-minute sets. You'll hear a horn at three minutes. That means you have a minute left. I try to do it on a punchline because I'm not a monster. Uh, your first comedian runs the podcast from four to six called Trust Me, My Friends and Expert. Put your hands together for Dakota Price. It's me again, always here at Mutiny Radio, your lovely uh, me. It's Dakota Price. Hey. Uh, I've been getting zooted off this fucking lovely weed pen that I have. It's uh, making me feel great about life. Uh, I got some new topics and uh, things that I've been thinking about recently. Uh, Aliens are real now. We all know it. The government was like, yeah, aliens are real. And we're all like, yeah, we fucking know. We've known. We were all trying to break into Area 51 a year ago. Like, we were all just trying to break into that motherfucker. Like, and uh, we like, we know what's in there. Let us see it. Uh, But like, it kind of pisses me off to realize, you know, like I had this fucking stupid realization about aliens. And I was like, (sighs) they're not going to be like me. They're not going to be, you know, like we're not going to have anything in common because they're not letting like the white trash poor aliens and like in spaceships flying through space. You know what I'm saying? Like the only aliens that are here hanging out with us are rich aliens, you know, like the the Elon Musk's of their planet and shit like or the fucking like. uh like, <laughs> what if it's, like, only, like, the actor aliens from their planets that, like, get to go, like, leave the planet? Like, it's just, like, all their actors and, like, and, you know, that's uh, that's how we have actors, actually, because it's just the aliens. Uh, they're all just aliens. Charlie Sheen doesn't have tiger's blood. He has alien blood. Uh, and he came here on a UFO. He's actually the one who built the pyramids. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I've been thinking about that, that, like, Aliens, just th- my Google phone was like, hey, aliens are real. And I was like, all right, let's go to Zillow. And still can't afford an apartment here in San Francisco. I fucking can't. Guys, I thought I thought I was balling, dude. I, th- I found an apartment in the Tenderloin for $1,300 a month. Fuck yeah, dude. Anyway, that, uh, that fell through. That it was just a nightmare of a situation trying to get that apartment like that it's not even a joke this fucking housing situation in the world is a joke fucking zing yeah whatever um i fucking was thinking about give me two seconds this is the first time i've ever had to look at my notes oh no oh god uh god oh the other day i was at work 
And uh, I, I, I Googled sodomy because I was, you know, Googling a bit for it. Uh, yeah, 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 dude. That's how much weed I smoke. I'm sorry. Thanks for showing up, Hunter. Good to see you. I love you. Uh, but no, uh, I, I was Googling stuff on the work computer the other day, and it, the th I Googled sodomy for because I was like, I actually need to look up the definition for a joke. Uh, and then my boss was like, hey, Dakota, did you Google sodomy on the work computer? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and he was like, why? I was like, oh, for a joke, for a joke. He's like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I was like, okay. Don't do that. That makes a lot of sense. Don't Google sodomy on the work computer. Uh, don't do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> human trafficking's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> it really is. Uh, uh, but, you know, I went to the Emerald Spa the other day and got the best back massage of my entire life. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. This is crazy. Uh, the only reason I even have that in my mind is because I watched a documentary about San Francisco and the Emerald Spa and how uh, it all ties into MK Ultra for some reason. What the fuck? That's a weird fact here. Yeah. Uh, human trafficking, the Emerald Spa, is all correlated to mind control drugs and uh, drugging sailors and uh, uh, videotaping them. That's uh, just some thoughts that I'm having and trying to work out here. Uh, last thing I want to leave y'all with is, uh, fuck it, that, really. Yeah, just going to leave y'all with that. Think about it. Anyway. Government mind control of sailors. Dakota Prize, hooray. It's true, you know where the term Shanghai comes from is when um, sailors would come into San Francisco and they would go to saloons like the old ship saloon and they'd have trap doors. They'd get them super wasted and then they'd hit them over the head and they'd take them down through secret passageways and they'd put them on a ship and they'd wake up and they'd be on a slow boat to China. And so they called it being Shanghai. And that's how they stole men, uh, you know, in around the turn of the century in the 1900s. That's an interesting facts. facts, facts, San Francisco facts, baby. Barbary Coast, baby. See, he should know this stuff because he works at Barbary Coast. Also, if you're listening, go to the Danker Side of Comedy every Sunday at 6 o'clock. It's an amazing open mic run by Dakota Price. Uh, come and hang out, get some weed, and um, get stoned and laugh at some people. All right, your next comedian. He was also a guest on the previous. Is, uh, is Rafi in the bathroom, or is he out in the... Raphael, do you want to go now or do you want to go later? I don't know where he went. Well, we'll have we'll have Hunter go next since he's a drop in. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Uniac! Yay! That's crazy. Like I was in the green room just hanging out, you know, earlier. Did you guys hear me pee? No. I I love how the only woman in the room is going like, nope, I did not hear you pee. I'm trying to block that shit out right now. Yeah, I don't cut Pam as a woman. Um, she's been in comedy way too long to have genitalia, in my mind. <laughs> oh, my God. K Pam is actually what Barbie is modeled after. She is. She's real skinny, pretty cute, and I don't think she has a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Pam. I love you so much. Like, like her ex-boyfriend had a cleft palate, and I think he got a cleft palate for trying to find her vagina and munch on her. All right, she's the one that laughs at that. Okay. Um, I wasn't ready for this shit. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I moved to the city recently. 
Yeah, that's kind of fun. Brady, don't so try to sound straight. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, I, m I moved to the city recently, and um, since I moved in, like I work construction, okay. So when I leave, I leave on I live on Sixth uh, Seventh Street, okay. And uh, when I go in the, that's not funny. I'm poor, okay. But um, when I when I go out in the, to work in the morning, I go on Bart, and um, I see all the homeless people there, and uh, the homeless people are asking me, "Hey, can you give me some change?" All right. And then on the way back, when I'm covered in dirt and grime, and I look like shit from working eight hours a day. 10 hours a day, you know, construction, the homeless people start giving me change, you know? Like, I had one guy literally come up to me and be like, hey, do you need resources? And I'm like, fuck you. But yes, I do have a coke addiction. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. All right, that's crazy. I like how, I like how the comments are like, nope, I don't believe that, sir. You look well put together. Um, it's crazy, it is. But like, working construction is weird. It is. Um, like, working construction is the only time, like, my job description doesn't have make me smile and I love it so much I used to work foods okay like nowhere like I had this one guy walk up to me one time and like um like there was um caution tape you know on the job and he walked right past caution tape just started to poke his head in the job site see what was going on he was a neighbor and um he like he was I was I, I yelled him like dude get the fuck out you can't be here and he goes I was a Vietnam vet sir all right he called me sir I felt happy but, you know, I was I was 18 at the time too and he called me sir oh my god I'm I got a big dick but um he said sir and I was like no, 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 I yelled at the guy. He's like, you shouldn't talk to me like that. I'm a Vietnam veteran. And I snapped at him. I'm like, dude, nowhere in my job description does it say I have to give you your neighbor's house with a fucking smile. And you know what he did? He went, yeah, you're right, and then walked away. And that's what I thought in my head, but actually I, he just called OSHA on us. And I was 18 at the time. I had just turned 18, and I was getting paid minimum, like under minimum wage by my dad. So, like, honestly, that's the best thing that ever happened to me because OSHA was like, how much do you make? I'm like, $10 an hour. And OSHA's like, no, you need a raise. Yeah, so literally, like, me yelling at a Vietnam veteran got me a fucking raise. I will fight any veteran in this room right now. You kidding me, dude? I got, I got paid to do that shit. That's amazing. So good. All right, we all support the troops. I support the troops, too, just when they give me raises. I like that honk. That was, that, that was like that, that, that bell, that, um, what do you call it, that little horn trumpet they do in the military. Remember that Robin Williams um, video? Or like he's doing his, uh, he's doing his performance with the troops, and like everybody just kind of fucking ignores him. All right. Piece of advice in comedy: never mention another comic set. You know, <laughs> crazy guys. Um, I'll leave you with this. I like my um, I like my pizza like I like my sex, folded in half. I like my pizza like I like my sex, given to me by a um, by an immigrant who doesn't speak English. I like my pizza like I like my sex. I won't fuck a fruit, but I'll fuck a vegetable. That's a paraplegic joke, guys. That's my time, Hunter Uniac. Hunter Uniac! Yay! He made it! We always love it when you drop by Unexpected, and it's fantastic. And you guys go up, and that's great. Your next comedian, she's here, and I'm excited that she is. Clap your hands together for Haley Rosenberg! <laughs> Thank you, Dakota. Uh, hi. Sorry, I have a little bit of a headache, so I'm going to make this short. Uh, my friends were telling me about The Bachelor is doing a season called The Golden Bachelor, where the guy is 70. And I was like, are the girls still 20? <laughs> because like, I feel like they wouldn't, right? But also they totally would. And I would watch that. So, like, and it just grosses me out. Like, I'm 25 and I feel sketchy when I date a 23 year old. 
because like what could they really offer me other than like a hit of their vape you know and some like bad head and then I see like all these older men dating younger women and I know they have nothing in common with them and it, it whenever they describe them too it kind of just sounds like they're talking about a new like puppy that they got because they'll be like oh you know she's so energetic she really gets me out of the house and when my wife's out of town we like let her sleep in our bed um, <laughs> I was thinking too, I have noticed that I laugh at people when bad things happen to them and I call it a nervous laugh, but I'm, I'm really just laughing at bad things that happen to other people. And I realize that people love to say that they have a nervous laugh, but they're never, you never nervously laugh about something bad that's happening to yourself. So I think it's just a lot, like, no one's like, oh, I'm going to get laid off. <laughs> Sorry. Like nervous laugh. <laughs> but so I think that it's just like a cover for wanting to be rude. And I think the true test is like, I grew up in New York City, so I wonder if anybody nervous laughed like on 9-11. Like if someone like bursts into the office and he's like, two planes just hit the Twin Towers, there's hundreds dead. And some guy in the back is just like, <laughs> it's not funny, it's not funny. I know I did. Um, my roommate, just started a new skincare routine. She read this like article about Lenny Kravitz and what he does every night to like look as youthful as he does. And like, so she's just been copying it like strategy for strategy. And like, at first I was a little put off by the blackface every night, but her skin looks amazing. <laughs> um, let's keep going. I only had my first orgasm two years ago. So I only started, yeah, what? We all get there. Pam always says I look 15, so this is a good time for it, apparently. Um, <laughs> I had my first orgasm two years ago, so I only started watching porn last year. And I, li I like it. I think it's, I like the way that they like, like get in there, you know? But the thing that always takes me out of it is when five minutes in, you finally see the guy's face, and it always comes up like a jump scare. Because the girl is always like young and high and the cute. She's like acting her little ass off. She like thinks she's doing something. And then suddenly you just see this like 45 year old man. And you're like trying to guess which Baltic country he's from. And it just totally throws off my rhythm. And there's so much porn of women getting fucked while they're stuck in objects. Like they're stuck in a washing machine. They're stuck in the table. Or they're stuck in the kitchen cabinet. It's all very domestic. And so I think that we should start making porn where the guy's face is just stuck in something and he's just like a body, you know, and make it something that women would want, you know? So I want to see like a hot girl bent over. I want to see the guy, like his top is cut off, but you can just tell he's like hanging a shelf up while he's fucking her. And I think that would be justice. I'm going to end there. Thank you. Haley Rosenberg. Yeah, give him a lot of pockets. Women like pockets. Just a guy, no head, fixing a shelf with a lot of pockets. Right? Women love pockets. Uh, your next comedian, he has a show here on Fridays at 4 o'clock called the JW Megawake Show. And he also has an amazing show called a Tiki Test Concert. You can stream that live on Mutiny Radio SF's our Instagram. But you get to see him right now. Clap your hands together for J.W. Blunt. Yay! What's up? Back at the joke workshop. Yeah. 
Gosh, that whole uh, Cardi B with that microphone, throwing that microphone. I'm not into married women or anything, but uh, man, it's nice to see somebody that could throw a microphone like that. A pro athlete. Very great, yeah. Anybody uh, on the online dating, do the online dating thing? Yeah, yeah, huh? I've dabbled in it a little bit. Um, so there's always like a part where you go to the description of the person and like they're a, they're a cat person or a dog person. And so this person, um, they, they had dogs, but then they also uh, said that they worked at a pet store. So I remember going on this date and I don't know, it kind of just smelled like a pet store, you know. And then at the end of the date, I felt like I was making out with a hamster. And so I was like, damn, I should have swiped, swiped uh, right on the, the person that was picking their nose. That might have been a better. But I don't know if Hunter's still here. I mean, that's a great uh, thing to put on your online profile that you're in construction. I heard that uh, you know, girl likes a guy that can lay down some hard wood. <laughs> um, yeah, so anybody have pets out there? Yeah? Pets? Pets? No pets? You have a pet. You have a, a doggy, a little puppy? I would love to have a pet, but unfortunately in my place, um, the landlord and the building, they don't allow pets, but it came with a mouse. So do I get to keep the mouse? I'm trying to figure out, you know, like for as like pet security deposits, how it's based off the weight of the animal. If it's a six ounce mouse, then is that an extra like 25 cents a month for that? Yeah. So... I was doing the online dating thing. I kind of got over it and um, made my way to the bar last week. I ordered my uh, myself a Hurricane Sandy. They gave me a watered-down Manhattan. And I was sitting at the bar. This girl comes up and asked me if I had a girlfriend. I said, no. And then she asked me if I had a boyfriend. I said, no. I told her I was by myself. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, you know, recently I found out it's actually illegal to laugh loudly in Hawaii. Did you know that? You got to keep it to aloha. Yeah. So cheesy. Yeah. So, 10 years ago when I moved to the city, what's up, buddy? I'm still wearing PG-13. Um, <laughs> I moved to the city and I got my first keys in my apartment and the Tenderloin on Geary and Polk Street. So I get a call from this guy in the Midwest to update my insurance information. And they ask me, oh, I see that you moved to San Francisco. What neighborhood did you move to? I was like, I moved to the Tender Heights. I'm like, oh, that's a nice area. <laughs> I got the keys to my apartment. I was walking up the street with a friend. And this guy was like, Crystal, Crystal. And I was like, wait a minute. When my name's not Crystal, and her name's not Crystal. And I put it together that he was trying to sell me Crystal. Either that or in a band called Meth Leopard, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, so I remember, you know, being an East Bay kid, um, I invited my mom out to the Folsom Street Fair thinking it was a farmer's market. <laughs> and uh, all they had was eggplant, nothing else. <laughs> and so does anybody know the different, any vegans out there? No? Yeah, this looks like a cool crowd. You know the oh, there's a vegan. Are you a vegan? You look like you eat flesh. <laughs> oh my god, I just got so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You look like it. Yeah, look like you're good with the chopsticks. 
Yeah, so um, you know the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? One of them has friends. So you don't have friends for some other reason, huh? <laughs> so if two vegans get in a fight, is that considered beef? Oh man, working on it. Yeah, so I'm gonna leave you one, leave you guys with this. Uh, did I get the horn? Gosh, I feel like I've been up here forever. Yeah, um, you guys know the one time a truck driver's a rock star? When they're hauling oats. Thank you. Man eater. JW Blood, yay! I love puns, so that was incredibly entertaining for me. Uh, listen to J.W. Blunt on his show, J.W. Megawag, and you can download that on MutinyRadio.fm. Did you want to go up? Are you a comedian? Are you just chilling? Okay, <laughs> it, it, you let us know. We have some space at the end of the list, so if you... The bar is very low here. I think you've been here for a couple minutes. You're fine. New people all the time. You can come. Don't worry. We're fine. We're very nice, even though we make fun of each other. But um, yay, J.W. Blunt. Yay. That was really funny, honestly. Who's fighting? No one's fighting. No, that we toxic masculinity was on the last show. Oh, okay. <laughs> we talked about. Oh, Sawyer, are we gonna fight? I get it. Ah, God, I'm real slow today. Uh, your next two comedians uh, aren't. Your next three comedians aren't. Four comedians. We got Dan Guan, Denise Lee, DePonchu, and Lauren Kraut. All not here yet. So um, it's the next two on the list would be Brady or Rafi. Do you want a Rosham? Is Raphael gone? Is he coming back? He's not here. So then, are you are? No, you don't have to fight anybody. You don't even have to hand fight. I just want to know. I just want to give you a second to be ready. Are you okay? Put your hands together for Brady Pearson. Hi, Raphael. How are you doing? You're looking good tonight. Yeah, that's good. Um, how y'all doing? I'm Brady. I'm your resident homosexual. I have some questions. So when was the last time any one of you like hung out with a live homosexual? Right now, well, yes, but I mean, before now, like, I mean, are there a lot of queer people in your life? Do you know any? Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. So we're good, right? So some questions, straight guys. Are you are you here, straight guys? What's the soy? you have with us. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure this out because you know, one of the things I love to do as a homosexual is suck cock, right? It's one of the defining characteristics, at least I think so. If you're gay, you're, you're probably smoking some sausage at some point. I mean, for me, I fucking suck it like a snorkel. Like it's that thing that drops down from the plane that you put over your face first. These are the things I think about guys. Like, so do you have a thing against cocksuckers or cocksucking? No. Then why is it you fucking cocksucker? What's going on with that? Is there any? Is there a single guy in this room with her eyes closed that would say, "Please stop sucking my cock." I'm just saying we provide a service. And as part of my outreach or reach around to you, I want you to know that I'm prepared to help in that service at any time. 
See what I'm talking. Okay, so does anybody? I get very technical and lost in my mind sometimes. Does anybody remember when they lost their virginity? You lost it. Where did you lose it? In the bedroom. Do you remember where you lost your virginity? Yeah. In a car. College dorm room. Okay, so I have a question to all of you that answered the question. If you know where it went, how did you lose it? <laughs> right? You know exactly where that went. And so I like to think about my virginity as something that I gave away, something positive. I didn't lose it, right? I did not lose my virginity. I remember the time I gave it away. I was so excited. And I remember to this day I said, oh, thanks, Dad. A little too close to my family was very positive. Um, we did a lot of things. My mother was always on me about like smoking the marijuana. Now that I live here in San Francisco, like you smoke that marijuana, you smoking that marijuana. I was like, oh, bitch, I'm so and then one day she comes and and all, it only took stage three cancer to have her come around. Now she loves that shit, man. She's telling me that shit is good. Do you have edibles? I'm like, mom, don't eat the whole thing. <sighs> Gosh, I feel so close to you tonight. And I want to share with you the song from the boys' camp that never was, but could have been in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. And it went a little something like this. <coughs> I get all choked up, excuse me. <laughs> oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me. Put it in me all the way on your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you. I'm Brady. Yay. Brady Pearson. Yay. And clap it up for Brady's mom. She's clearly a size queen, but the bigger the better. But bigger the better when you're talking about that edible. That's what I mean. He's a size queen on the things. Okay, so we're back on the list, and uh, it's going to go Dan, then Denise, and then it'll go Rafi, but thanks for being on board with us, your next comedian, the international comedian. Clap your hands together for Dan Guan. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Um, so I've seen some new faces. Just want to let you know about myself, but you can already tell by now. I have a very deep deep voice, uh, and I actually got this voice when I was 10 years old, which is uh, kind of young, but you know, pretty common for young boys at that age because they go through a change of phase in their life and a change in lifestyle, which we which are also known uh, as vaping. And uh, you know, I think the weird thing about having a deep voice is that most of the time when people hear a guy with a deep voice, they usually think they're super masculine or authoritative. Uh, it's just really hard to take someone seriously that sounds like a 40-year-old but only thinks about 10-year-old things, you know, like very, very strange. Like even like I remember there would be times when I was growing up that I would have to answer phone calls for my dad because he couldn't speak English. And I'm sure the person on the other end of the phone was very confused. Like one time I got a call from the IRS and it went at something like this. The IRS man was calling, sir. Mr. Guan, do you know that you owe $40,000 to the United States government? I'm like, yes, but please don't take away, take away my Xbox Live, all right? Like, 
I really need to play Call of Duty with my friends. And this guy on the other end probably thinks, wow, this guy is such a loser. He probably lives in his mom's basement, which is also partially true. You know, it's just very, very, very partially true. Um, but it's cool, you know, having a deep voice. People naturally think that I'm good at dating, but, uh, you know, sometimes it can be a bit challenging. Uh, most of the time, I usually, I usually hear that there's this huge stereotype against Asian men that we're at the bottom of the totem pole due to poor Asian men stereotypes. And uh, I think this is terrible, right? For, for years, it's been plaguing, plaguing us, and most Americans think about us as, like, weak or, you know, or, like, non-authoritative. I actually think that we need to offset this change, much like how we fix other problems against other minorities. Like, if we just had, a, like, affirmative action, right, that would just be set, offset every other problem. Like, you apply affirmative actions to something like dating apps. Like, nah, I'm not 5'7 on Tinder now. I'm 6'1, okay? All right, yeah, I'm not just a comedian now. I'm also now a Wall Street banker, all right? Hell yeah, hell yeah. My dick size, uh, still nothing changes, all right? Like, it's very, very, very maintained the same principle. Um, it's crazy, though, right? Because when we think about, like, dating, it's like we, we, get, we let these, like, sort of stereotypes, like, influence us. But I realize that, actually, that in the Bay Area, people don't do that here because everyone here is interracially dating, and that's progressive, right? I know this because one time I was at a bar, and I saw this one white chick. She was actually going up to all these 10 random Chinese guys and started asking for them for their number. She even got my number, too. And I was like, that's progressive. And then she walked home with another guy, and I'm like, that's not progressive. You know, and that's like kind of crazy because like I just think that like damn, I just like that could have almost had be the change that I want to see in the world. Uh, and then the next day, I got a text from her, and all it said was, "Hey, uh, thanks for coming over last night. I had a really fun time. When can we do this again?" And I was like, "Dude, how can you be racist and progressive at the same time?" Like, you know, which is like so bizarre. And I had to teach this bitch a lesson, so I just replied, "Hey." I'll be there this Friday night, okay? Like, that's right. That's what I'll be doing. Um, it's crazy, though, because, like, I feel like this only applies in America, but I feel like this, like, you know, if I, when I go out and travel, this doesn't really happen in other countries. Like, I remember one time I was in Morocco, and uh, I was at this club, and you, and I was the only Chinese guy there. This one lady just comes up to me, and she starts grooving and dancing with me, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And then one guy goes, hey, you got to watch yourself. I think she's actually a prostitute, and she actually runs her own business on the side. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy that women can run their own businesses here like that's so wild okay cool i've been dan guan bye yay dan guan he's so progressive in some ways yay no i'm kidding that was fantastic hey and you know what though um keanu reeves really fucked it up because he's half japanese and he never said anything and he's totally in charge of everything and gorgeous and hot and could kick anyone's ass. Yeah, I know kung fu. I mean, come on, Keanu, step up. Be Asian. Like, change the stereotype, right? What if Keanu Reeves came out and was like, "I am half Japanese." Everyone, ooh, Japanese hot. They're so hot. Okay, just say it. Just takes one. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Denise Lee. Yay! Okay. Uh, Make some noise if you're wearing no-show socks. <laughs> I think no-show socks are the worst invention of all time. Uh, yeah, the technology, the technology behind no-show socks, the way that they work is uh, they don't stay on your feet. That's, that's how they don't show. That's the reason no-show socks were invented, to make you feel stupid. 
I'm wearing no-show socks right now, and they're halfway on my foot. When I first bought no-show socks, I was like, oh, I'm going to look so cool because you'll be able to see my bare ankles. And now that I walk around with no-show socks all day long, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm walking on a lump now. That's fine. All right, great. Uh, <laughs> I, went I went to the mall recently with my friend, and she wanted to go to Victoria's Secret. And she was like, I want to buy lacy underwear because lacy underwear makes me feel sexy. And it's, that's a concept I've never understood because, like, isn't lacy underwear just underwear with, like, a bajillion holes? Yeah. She was like, lacy underwear makes me think of, like, sexy encounters. And I was like, lacy underwear makes me think of, like, rats who just chewed it out. Yeah. I, I guess I just want to get to a point when I'm purchasing my underwear where it doesn't come in a pack. That's that's my goal. Okay, here we go. More. Uh, <laughs> I also uh, I I went to the movies with my friend recently. Uh, she she didn't bring her own snacks. She bought her popcorn at the concession stand, and I was like, "Damn, I didn't know you were rich." Okay, congratulations on being so wealthy to get your movie snacks legally. That's crazy. But meanwhile, I had snuck in like a microwave burrito. And my friend was like, they sell food here at the movie theater. It's so unethical to bring your own food. You're stealing money from the business. And I was like, I think AMC theaters is going to be okay. I, I, like, I like to sneak uh, movie theater snacks because it's just like a gentle rebellion against capitalism. Uh, the problem is I get so excited about my movie theater snacks, I can't make the snacks last past the previews. Okay, here's a controversial thought. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> uh, the, the way I get excited about movie snacks <laughs> is the same way I imagine uh, guys who come too fast during sex. <laughs> like, I don't respect it, but I get it, you know? Like, for both, you're just like, oh, my God, I tricked him. I can't believe I was able to get this inside. Eh. And then you're just like so excited about it, you just keep going at it, and you're like, oh, I should, I should slow down, you know? And then so you just start thinking about stuff to take your mind off of things. You're like, oh, I wonder how grandma's doing. Okay. Maybe something there. Uh, here's another thought. I think Gen Z is spoiled. I think Gen Z is spoiled because they've only ever eaten seedless watermelon. That's privilege, not not knowing what it's like to swallow a lot of watermelon <laughs> seeds. <laughs> That's insane. Okay, well we'll we'll end on we'll end on a normal joke. Uh, I I was talking to my friend recently, and she was upset because she got rejected by a guy who called himself a sigma male. Uh, and I hadn't heard of this before. There's alpha male, beta male, sigma male. I looked it up, and some dude on Reddit was like, "A uh, sigma males are like the rarest male species on earth." Uh, they're lone wolves. They're self-sufficient, self-validating. They fall outside the normal social hierarchy. And I'm like, that's a lot of words to say ugly. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. Hot takes on movie snacks. Yeah. Um, sometimes if you eat enough watermelon seeds when you poop, they go poop, 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 out of your tushy, and you can hear them plink and plonk on the in the toilet, it's really fun. They won't hurt you. You can just swallow the seeds. I do not recommend, though, that you swallow cherry seeds because they will also go through your system and they make a lot louder sound and your neighbor might complain and wonder 
what you're doing upstairs. Your next comedian, so excited that he, none of you, none of you have ever had eating disorders, and I and I respect that. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. Okay, Jesus, <laughs> are you eating nothing but watermelon seeds? Shouldn't they be lodged in a turd or something? What the hell kind of eating disorder is that? My God, how are they just coming out like like? Don't you, that's how they come out of my mouth, is they ping like that. How are they coming out the other end like that? Jesus, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so um, talking to my dad the other day, uh, my, my dad is a, like a pretty major conspiracy theorist, which is uh, kind of a, like a real crazy one. I don't, I don't know if you, any of you have like a family member like that. I fucking, I, dude, I hate those long phone calls with my dad because they fucking, they go on forever. It reminds me a lot of those phone calls with my mom because I can't, like, end the phone call. But instead of her, like, you know, asking me about my life, it's just my dad trying to convince me he's not crazy for, like, the last 30 minutes of the phone call. I'm just on the phone. I'm like, okay, dad, all right, bye. bye. He's like, all right, bye, son. Obama's a lizard. Look it up. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Jesus, man. Fucking weird. He's a, he's a huge weirdo, my dad. He, he even like uh, he he looks really weird. He's white, but he actually has that uh, same disease Michael Jackson has. You know the one that makes him want to touch little kids all the time. You know that one, yeah. yeah. You know the disease Michael Jackson has. Um. <laughs> uh. But yeah, yeah. My dad's a major conspiracy. Obama might be a lizard, by the way. You guys should look that up. Um. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he was uh, he was telling me the other day uh, th that uh, mermaids are real. It was another another one of his things. He's telling me about mermaids. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? And he's like, mermaids are real, dude. They're everywhere. I'm like, how how could that possibly be true? And he's like, well, just do the math. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, if you really think about you know like how big all the oceans are and how big the world is and how many people masturbate on the toilet. I mean, you, th you don't think there'd be like one mermaid by now? I was like. Damn, that's a pretty good point. Okay, yeah, you got me convinced. You got me convinced. I know there's at least one for me. I'm d I've did the math in my head. I know there's at least one for me. Um, probably one for every guy in this room. Probably. I don't know. You guys aren't laughing. Maybe you guys don't masturbate on the toilet. This might be a me thing. <laughs> it's not as common as I thought. Um, but I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, dude, I think there might be real. But I was like, why, why don't we see them? And I think there's a reason we don't see them. I think it's because they're born and then they immediately drown to death because they have no gills, they just drown, and then their other fish babies eat them because life is hard in the deep blue sea. <laughs> I know that's pretty tough, that's a tough one to hear. I know, I know. I've, I've been thinking, I'm starting to feel real guilty on the toilet, believe me, I've actually stopped, I've actually stopped, completely stopped masturbating on the toilet, and I've been doing it directly into the fishbowl. I bought a fish, because I want to give life a chance. I want to give life a chance, right? How cool would it be to have a fucking little mermaid in your house. That'd be fucking awesome. If you do it enough, it'll work. It's nice because the semen, this is so hacky what I'm doing here right now, but this, the, the, the semen, you know, it's like dual purpose, you know, because it kind of feeds them, but it can also make mermaids and feed them. It's like watering a plant every day, you know. It's like two-in-one shampoo and body wash. It kind of does a little bit of both, you know, just add water. Kind of gross, but it works, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Uh, and uh, let's see. For some reason, I think that joke is, is pretty creepy because you guys probably imagine like a top half human mermaid. I think that's what makes that joke so hard to swallow. I think <laughs> it's so hard to swallow. I think it would be less creepy if you imagine like the top half is a fish, you know, and the bottom half is a human. But then that's fucked up, too, because then that one can get pregnant. And then you can and then it's on like a quarter mermaid. And dude, like 
five generations later, you just have 3,000 normal babies with 1% fish DNA. You're just like, fuck, that's not what I wanted. I just got 3,000 fucking kids that are just, they're just like a little fucked up from fish DNA, from the 1% fish DNA. Like, geez, that's not what I wanted at all. They're all just like, you know, kind of, like they got webbed feet and weird heads. It's like, oh, man, that's not a mermaid. That's not what I wanted. All right, this bit is, um, I got to work some shit out. All right, you guys have been awesome. Give it up for your host, everybody. Yeah. Yay, fish people. Hooray, mermaids and masturbation all together at once. Yay, our fellow cool Wolfgang. <gasps> all right, your next comedian. We're moving right along. One of my favorite people in the Bay Area. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! I can't sing that way. Little known fact about me, this wasn't on my set list, but um, when I was in uh, grade school, at grammar school, I don't know how old I was, um, I wanted to be in the choir. And they had, uh, there weren't enough people in the choir, so they were having everyone um, audition, try out. And even without having enough people in the choir and asking people to audition, they still <laughs> didn't let me in. <laughs> Is it on? Okay. Is it, is it on? Okay. Um, so now I have these two songs that I sing as a stand-up, and I sing them, and every time I do, I'm thinking about that choir director back in the day and going like, fuck you, I can sing. <laughs> I may not have a choir behind me, but I'm okay. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to say that my roommate in college, Lynn, was right that Joni Mitchell is indeed a marvelous singer. You all know Joni Mitchell? You know Joni Mitchell? Yeah, Joni Mitchell? Joni Mitchell? No? Check her out. Very fun. A very um, good singer. So if you see Lynn from Yukon, circa 1974 to 78, tell her, I'm sorry. She was right. I didn't realize it, but Joni Mitchell is a god. And also, if you say Lynn from Yukon, circa 74 to 78, ask her if she will forgive me for letting Gus over that night. It wasn't my fault. I had never seen an erect penis before. And I didn't mean to get her in trouble with her parents, but I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so if you see Lynn from Yukon, circa 74 to 78, that's two I'm sorry's. And if you see Gus from Yukon, circa 74 to 78, tell him I said piss off. All right, good. Uh, we can have much, but not too much, because that would be too much. We want to have much. Oh, shit, I said it wrong. We want to have much, but that would be too much. Too much, much. And if we had too much much, where would we put it all? What is the right amount of much? Is it just a tad much? A little bit much? I think this over here is a touch much. All right, we're working on that one. Uh, 
What if push came to shove and shove wasn't home? What then? What does push do with the casserole she was bringing over to give shove? Does she leave it on the porch? It's tuna. It could go bad. What if shove's not coming back right away? I tell you what she does. Push goes home and she eats that casserole because shove can shove it. Next time, let shove come to push. Push is usually home anyway. She hasn't been going out much since she got that DUI last year. All right. Hey, Sophie. Uh, okay. You asked for it. You got it. Here is another... Um, here are more, some more additional guidelines to follow should you ever find yourself in a psych ward. Remember, folks, I'm doing this so you don't have to. You can thank me later. Thank you. Let's hope I can remember these. Uh, one, um, if, the whole when, if the whole phone rings, be sure to answer it by saying, Golden Gate Emporium and Funhouse, where crazy goes to dry out. This is Mildred. <laughs> two. Should you find a uh, should you find a plastic bag in the puzzle that a friend brought you? Hide it from the nurses. Later, you can trade it for a Hershey bar and extra computer time to someone more suicidal than you. And three, never refer to yourself as having godlike powers. It simply prolongs your stay, and your cat will not appreciate it. If, however, it's only the patients who believe you are divine. You're almost assured a front row seat for movie night. Sit by me, God. All right, that's my new stuff. Thanks very much. Bye. <laughs> Yay, important guidelines if you're ever in a psych ward by Lauren Kraut. Hooray. Yay. If it's, if it's only the other patients who think you are divine, that's fantastic. Um, all right, we're moving down the list. Your next comedian, she just ran in the door. Clap your hands together for Sophia Garrow. Hi, oh, hi, Dan. I didn't realize I was sitting right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi to everyone else, but especially Dan. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I overheard this woman on the street the other day say, I'm an empath. And that's why I have fibromyalgia. Is it? Why? Can you imagine if doctors actually diag diagnosed? I just wrote this. Can you imagine if doctors actually diagnosed you based on your personality traits? Like you are a little stubborn. And that's why you have cystic fibrosis. Good. Fantastic. Um, I love comedy. I, I work in... I work in film production, so I was on set the other day and there was a production assistant on set and she kept bringing up her autism in times when it wasn't relative, like relevant at all. Like I asked her to grab me a walkie-talkie and she goes, sure, but you should know that I'm autistic. I was like, okay, could you grab me a walkie-talkie and then tell me a fact about trains? I don't know <laughs> what you want from me. Don't know. I, I was at a bar recently uh, with my fiance, and there's a guy, an old guy sitting next to us, and he was adamant that he talked to us. And he turned to me, he was like, I have three things that I need you to know. It's like, all right. So he goes, The only mistake God ever made was giving us eyes. I was like, My man, have you 
ever been to Florida. <laughs> That's way worse. It's the only mistake he's ever made. And then goes on a 20-minute monologue about judgment and God and morality and all this stuff. And just as I'm about to rule him out for being insane, he closes with, and that's why my favorite movie is Shrek. <laughs> I was like, this is a wild time to realize we're on the same page. <laughs> you know, he didn't even get to point two or three. Like point one, two, and three were all just Shrek. <laughs> I thought he was crazy. He just loved Shrek. Okay. Oh man, you're gonna hate this one. Okay. Um, this one is just unhinged. Okay. So I was I was flipping channels the other day and I came across a show called Chasing Bigfoot, and uh, they. This group of five crew members determined to find Bigfoot and they decide the best way to do that is to go into the woods in the middle of the night pitch black with a bass guitar and lure him out with pure grooviness so they're standing there in the dark one guy just slapping the bass like waiting for Bigfoot to come out of the woods like oh <laughs> those are some funky jams <laughs> I didn't think that would work, but no, he didn't come out. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um here's what I'll here's what I'll end with. Um I okay, so I was I was having sex this one time with this guy and in the middle my, my legs were in the air and in the middle of it, he interlocks his fingers with my toes and holds. <laughs> Lauren, you're like Fingers and toes. <laughs> this is how heterosexuals have sex, apparently, Lauren. I didn't know either. And he goes, yeah, you like that? And I panicked and was like, for sure. So then every time we had sex after that, that was his move. I don't know if anyone can come when their toes are spread that far apart. <laughs> Anyways, we're engaged now. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's my forever. <laughs> Thank you guys. Bye. Sophia Garrow. Bigfoot act out. Unexpected. Very funny. Uh, not that the act out was funny and unexpected. Not that it was unexpected. Of course you're funny. You're always funny. Uh, your next comedian. She's new on the scene. Clap your hands together for Melissa. Christine. Yay. <laughs> Hello. So I'm from Minnesota, and when I tell people in California I'm from Minnesota, they usually say something like, oh, yeah, you seemed Midwestern. And what I hear is like, you seem too nice and naive, and like you're clearly not from here. I'm insulted. Um, I moved to Oakland a few years ago, and I live by the lake. And when I say that in Oakland, everyone knows I mean Lake Merritt. Um, but if I said I live by the lake in Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes, they'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? You live by Moose Lake, Lake of the Isles, Lake Minnetonka, Lake Hiawatha, Lake Nokomis, Lake Leech Lake, Moose Lake, the other Moose Lake. There's like eight Moose Lakes in Minnesota. That was a cute Midwestern joke for you. Very sweet. Um, I went to 
Hawaii recently on a trip with my mom. And it was a once in a lifetime trip because I will not travel with my mother again. I love her. We're very lucky we could do a trip like that, but it wasn't fun. And we're at the age where my mom is getting older and I can feel that our roles are kind of reversing because I hear myself say things to her that are exactly the same as things she would say to me when I was little. Like, put it away, you know? You don't need another calendar. I know it's cute, but it's June. I shouldn't have brought you to the gift shop. No, 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 we don't pet dogs, we don't know. <laughs> Watch out, mom, big step, big step. I don't want you to fall. Like, okay, it's time to go. Did you go to the bathroom? Well, I know you say you don't feel like you have to, but I think it'd be a good idea. Would you just try? Just try. Please just try. Especially that one. I really remember she would say that to me. And I've been traveling a lot this year. Uh, last winter, I went on a trip to Patagonia. And it was amazing. We went to the mountains, did a ton of hiking, saw beautiful glaciers. And it was such a big and long trip to get there and around and home. I took like nine flights. I burned tons of fossil fuel to see glaciers before they melt. Like, <laughs> I guess I just wanted to make sure my grandkids can't see them. So then someday I can tell them about the mythical glaciers. Thank you. I say I love nature, but I'm contributing to the destruction of this thing I say that I love. Like, sometimes relationships kind of feel like that, too. Like, I'm like, is this good? Do I like this? Well, I'm just going to act in a way that it can't last. Sabotage. No, that's not cool. Uh, I think that's my time. Thank you so much. Yay, Melissa! Yay! 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 The irony. Melissa and the Melted Glaciers. You'll have to have a band someday. Um, hey, it's George's turn. He's been hanging out, and he's here, and it's his turn. Everybody put your hands together for George. Yay! Hello, hello. Hi. Hi again. Okay. You ever have a nightmare, and then you wake up from that nightmare, and then you look around, and you're like, wow, that nightmare is way better than whatever the fuck this shit is. Yeah, my teeth were falling out, and three dogs with man faces were chewing on my legs, but at least I didn't have credit card debt. Does anyone have credit card debt? I'm the only one that's fiscally irresponsible. Okay, <laughs> sick. Um, here's something the bank will never tell you. I forgive you. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> fucking debt collectors are like shitty one-night stands, and I treat them the same way. You could keep calling me, but I'm not going to pick up the fucking phone. You're wasting both of our times. 
Um, what else? Okay, can't like that didn't happen. That was a long pause. Uh, I have a girlfriend now, and it's awesome. So I don't do one night stands anymore. Uh, she's great, but she said that I have a criminal aura to me. Which is what the fuck does that mean? Uh, it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. She apologized though, so I just did the nice thing and I grabbed some money from her purse and I took her on a date. Uh, it was nice. And uh, <laughs> uh, I got a DUI recently, which sucks. I got my license suspended, which sucks. But it made driving here like really exciting. It makes driving everywhere really exciting, actually. Every time I leave the house, I pray to God and I just crank the Tokyo Drift song up like as loud as it goes. Um, I dated a cop one time, which was shitty, fucking surprise, but uh, it sucked. Uh, she beat the shit out of me and I didn't have the balls to break up with her, so the best I could do was just suspend her with pay. Um, I'm lying though, I did date a cop, but uh, it was a man and uh, he had a big old butt, and uh, I thought I might be gay at the time, so I was just like looking in the mirror and telling myself to just like stop resisting and just, just do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I got right now. Oh my gosh! Thanks. <laughs> George, everyone, George and his criminal aura. Yay! You should have a band too, George and his criminal aura. Hooray! So, um, Emily is late, and Dupontu is late. Is Emily here? I just saw a wave. And Ray Khan is late, and Johnny Knutson isn't here yet. Oh, he is. Do you want to go up or new friend? Do you want to try it or do you want to wait? Or do you want to go next time? We're freaking you out. Am I making you feel anxious? I'm making her feel anxious. It's Mark Neuer isn't even here, and she's nervous. Dear God. Uh, that's inside baseball. You'll learn soon enough. Your next comedian, we call him Dr. Skin. Clap your hands together for Johnny Knutson. Yay! Yep. How we doing, everybody? I'm on the back end of a bender. <laughs> I've been hungover. I feel like I like hangovers sometimes. Does anybody else get this? Like, I feel like less anxious. Uh, probably just means I'm like a nascent alcoholic or something, <laughs> right? I don't know. I, uh, I got a bar fight not too long ago. Not proud of that, but very proud of it at the same time, you know? It wasn't really a fight. A guy, he swung at me and missed, and then I swung at him and really missed, and then called him a huge pussy. <laughs> and then he swung at me and hit me really hard in the chest. <laughs> And then I basically ran away after <laughs> that uh, in just deep shame. There were drugs involved. Um, but I woke up the next day, and I you just had this massive bruise on my sternum. And I think I lost that fight. <laughs> I think I definitely lost that fight. Um, I bought drugs, though, at the bar from a guy, which was, uh, which was scary, you know, because I don't want to die from fentanyl, you know. So I'm like, uh, can you do them with me? You know, that way if someone dies, we both, you know, we both die. And uh, I did drugs with the with the guy. And uh, it's really just a story more <laughs> than anything. I walked from the Visadero to the beach, um, which I don't think you do unless you're on drugs. I think that's, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably a drug type of thing. Um, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, huh. I also, uh, I killed my dog recently. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't kill my dog, obviously. It's not even my dog. It's my dad's dog. The dog was very old. It was very sad. Her name was Jane. Um, she was a bitch. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, the weirdest thing was, like, he paid for this service for people to come kill the dog, you know, like, put it out of its misery. And it was so weird because the two vets that came were so hot. You know, so this whole time I'm like trying to impress these people that are gonna murder my dog. <laughs> you know, I'm like, damn, you're really good at your job. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's really all I got about that. It was just this really weird dynamic about um how this dog died at the hands of uh, two very competent women, and my dad was just sobbing the entire time. Uh, but he also made me be, like, DJ, you know? He was, like, I was basically just, like, sitting in the corner just, like, playing music for him. So, like, he would just blurt out, like, <laughs> random Almonds Brothers songs during the middle of this euthanasia. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. <laughs> uh, but it was a very weird experience, uh, mainly because of the hotness of the... Okay, yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, I had a, uh, a friend recently. He, like, had a full-on psychotic episode. Anybody else experience this with somebody crazy it's so weird he like called me out of the blue he's like uh i don't recommend it too you <laughs> know i really don't recommend witnessing your friend uh go through that because he called me out of the he's like brother i gotta talk to you it's very urgent um i'm like all right he's gonna like come out or something you know <laughs> i think he's been gay but he's not he's like i'm i got i got news to tell you i'm the son of jesus christ i'm like yeah that's uh not good <laughs> I don't think I'm equipped to handle this information right now. You want to, like, get a beer or something? And uh, so he walked around. Well, I'm just walking around with this guy with no – I have no idea what to do because you're, tr you're trying to, like, get them to go to a mental hospital, but they are really – they don't want to do that because they feel so good. I mean, he thinks he's the son of God. <laughs> so he's, like, walking around the base of the tenderloin, just going around, like, all these homeless people just being like, hey, buddy, you know, like, you want some water? They'd be like, uh, no, I need a house. I need uh, way more than just water. And, um, yeah, the craziest thing is he's not the son of God. He's definitely not even close to being the son of Jesus Christ. Uh, but I still think he's gay. I do think he's. <laughs> we'll say that. Well, I'm trying to tell stories up here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Johnny Knudsen. That was a fantastic story. All right, your next comedian's all the way from Croatia. Put your hands together for Dennis. Yay! Okay, hi, how are you Are you having a good time? Oh, nice, nice, nice. Now, now you're not going to have. Anyway, I'm from Croatia, uh, and this is one of my first uh, stand-up in English, So, and one of my first stand-up in the U.S., so I believe you are the first uh, victims of my foreign humor. Uh, yeah, I know my, my English is not so perfect and I'm not speak like the guys on Fox News, but I can tell you the same bullshit, so. Yeah, since I came here, you know, they, everybody asked me, where are you from and everything, I say Croatia. And they say, oh, Russia. I say, what is so stupid that you don't know where is Croatia? 
and they say, you know, no, no, we know exactly where is Croatia, but your English sounds like Russian, you know. So I'm really popular now here, you know. Russia, Putin, war, poo poo, you know, Putin, poo. Yes, so when I, when I moved here, uh, I lived in Tenderloin. Somebody from Tenderloin? So somebody mentioned Tenderloin, the comedian before me. Yeah, It's a great, great neighborhood. Yeah, great neighborhood. I, I was living in uh, one of those buildings that reminds me like New York City buildings. And I'm a big fan of the Sex and the City. Any fans here? No fans? Do you have TV? No? I'm watching TV? No? <laughs> I mean, but you know that series, Sex and the City. You know that series, yeah? Okay, yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I tell myself, oh, this is like New York City buildings. I'm like Carrie Bradshaw, but for poor people. Yeah, and I really, I, I moved here, you know, last year. And I really like the weather here in San Francisco. It's really nice. It's really, like, hot. It's like all the time is like the summer. But the God, you know, turn on the air conditioning all the time, you know. And it's really cold, you know, when, I, when I'm walking, you know, um, on the downtown Tenderloin, it's, you know, one block is really hot and the other block is really cold. And, you know, I once was really, really cold and I saw, you know, that um, homeless guy, you know, with the blanket and everything. And I thought maybe I could, you know, go and, you know, a little bit get warm. And I did. And it was pretty fun, yeah. He also uh, warmed my ass too, so I become gay here in San Francisco, and gay in the audience, no? So it's not everyone gay in San Francisco. I, did, did I miss the city or, or something? I don't know, have you heard about this uh, submarine Titan that is like implode, explode, you know? You heard about that? Yeah, can you imagine like 100 years ago while uh, the Titanic was, you know, sinking, that somebody came to that poor people and said, uh, listen up, I got one really, really great news. I mean, you're all going to die, don't worry. But from now, 100 years from now, people going to pay a half million dollars just to end up at the bottom of the ocean, just like you. You're not a fan of the <laughs> dark humor. <laughs> okay, and anyway, I uh, realized that I really like uh, to be uh, here in San Francisco, especially in the Castro. I like Castro. I got one minute or not? Uh -huh. uh, I really like to be in Castro because I realize it's like almost the sin if you are straight in Castro. Uh, I realize, you know, Castro is like uh, some kind of Vatican for Christian people, some kind of Mecca, you know? That's the Castro for gay people, but without pedophilia, of course. Yeah, so there, yeah, I really like to be there, you know, I like Castro, and, and, and I realize also people really like Putin in Castro, you know. Uh, this weekend I was in Castro, and a guy was behind me, and I say just put in, you know, and he really put in, and like, like poo, 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 and just for end, I really like American holidays, I really appreciate it, I really love it, especially I like Halloween, and I can't wait to celebrate ca Halloween in Castro, because it's going to be like, Call uh, uh, in. I'm still practice. I'm a, I'm a new on the gay scene. Okay, thank you very much. I'm Dennis. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, Dennis. Yay. Yay. Please put in me. Put in. Uh, your next comedian, she's amazing. And she is the media manager here at Mutiny Radio. And she's going to be hosting at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday, August 13th. For Mark Neuer headlining, also Spencer Devine on that show. 
but you get to see her right now, right here. Put your hands together for Emily Rudolph. Yay! Hey, guys. A lady just chased the bus I was on with a broomstick and smacked it while we were stopped at the corner. That's not a joke. That's what was happening. I'm sorry I missed everybody's set. That's why. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? Is it a good, is it a good one? Y'all look thrilled right now to see me. Um, all right, so have you guys heard of swinger symbols? Sweet, yeah. Uh, swinger symbols, right? Like, it means that you like to trade partners, right? It's, a, it, it's like a signal, like a subtle, low-key way to let people know you're into it. Laura knows, but she's not admitting it. <laughs> uh, yeah, where I'm from... Like, a purple rock means that your parents' friends are swingers, right? Or recently I read an article that toe rings mean a woman is a swinger, toe rings and anklets. Um, so I'm going to stop wearing them because everything my grandma ever told me suddenly made sense. I was just like, gross. Um, cool, need to work on that part. <laughs> yeah, but a purple rock and then a pink flamingo in Arizona, that means that there's a swinger afoot, and it's a plastic pink flamingo, not a real one. Could you imagine how great it would be if a real pink flamingo showed up in your neighbor's yard, and you run out there with your camera trying to get a picture, and your neighbor Bob comes waddling out in a bathrobe trying to fuck you. And he's like, I don't know what the problem was. She had a toe ring on. Now they're into pineapples, and I'm just like, can we leave fruit alone? You know, haven't we messed with enough? Uh, I don't need a pizza guy showing up with a full erection because I wrote extra pineapple on my Domino's order. It'd be different if I had said extra sausage. Okay, I've tried that a couple of times, and we're, we're gonna keep trying the sausage thing. Maybe, maybe it'll survive. Um, do you guys remember the worst job you've ever had? What did you say? Somebody said something, but I don't know who it was. <laughs> Europe? Yurt. What? What is... What are you talking about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bro, after the lady beating on the bus and the edible aid before I left, you gotta give me, like, you gotta preface that with some kind of explanation. Yeah, I, w I worked at a call center, but clearly we were just an English-speaking call center after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, my bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> We were, uh, we trained phlebotomists on site, and that means the people would come in and offer to stick you with needles if you'd agree to get out of work. And I was always like, fuck yeah. Um, and I worked there for so long, like, it felt like when you, when you door dash McDonald's at like 3 a.m., you know, and you spend $50 on it, and you wait an hour, and half of it shows up cold. And uh, yeah, both of those things were fattening and devoid of joy. But I was like, at least there's food on my table. After like a year, they put me on live chat. They were like, we're promoting you. I was like, are you guys going to pay me more? And they were like, no, that's crazy. Uh, but people had to type out their verbal abuse to me. That was nice. That was refreshing. And this guy, they would all, the people who use live chat, they just come online all day angry and start new chats with you. And, and all day long, this guy was demanding hamburgers from me. And he was just like, give me a hamburger, bitch over and over again and I added my manager uh, and he just played World of Warcraft all day and like flicked blank key cards at me and he just started googling hamburger ingredients 
and sending them through to the guy one at a time, just a bun, lettuce, mayonnaise. And the other guy slows down, and finally he writes back into the chat, no pickles, please. And I just think that uh, people are crazy. Did you guys get outside this weekend? Yeah? Sweet. Cool. You like Mother Nature? Me too. I'm a big fan of the natures. Um, I love Mother Nature so much that I would say Mother Nature reminds me a lot of my own mom. You know, unbelievably beautiful, but wildly unstable. Yeah, one minute she's gorgeous and glowing. The next, all of my things are on fire. Okay, guys, that was my mom at the bus on the way here. Bye. Yay, Emily Rudolph. Getting chased by a broom, I'd think you'd be into that. Uh, she might have been in the coven, sweetheart. Uh, your next comedian, how exciting that he's here. He's will be headlining Cops Comedy Club on Sunday, August 13th. Put your hands together for Mark Neuer. Yay! How exciting. You guys have said that you saw me six months before I died. I was uh, getting stoned this morning, and I was uh, shaving my balls because I'm a gentleman. And uh, I was thinking about uh, how that must have been before the revolution of razors, where you just have a straight edge on the most, the most valuable of valuables, just a straight edge razor. Huh? Great, glad that's working. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, from, I'm from a lot, of, I'm from Stockton, it's a lot of you probably don't know where that's at, but it's like one of the worst places uh, on earth. And uh, something that's, uh, San Francisco and, and Stockton have in common is they have a lot of people who really like to uh, do graffiti, like, um, and especially like algebra graffiti, right? Like 4X, you have to solve for X. Good. Don't worry, Lauren Kraut, that was just for you. Uh, did you guys hear that Corey Feldman is performing at a DNA Lounge? It's a big deal. He's, it's all over my Facebook feed. It won't fucking go away. It's always there. Every time I click, oh, Corey Feldman at DNA Lounge. Unless he's talking about who fucked him as a kid, I don't care what he has to say. Quit leading me on. Just tell me, Corey, who touched you? We're all dying to know. Uh, I had to go to DMV for the last, uh, well, Five months, and I've pushed it off uh, until today, this morning, um, the day that I had to move out and move my vehicle and print out a new key and get my title swapped. And let me tell you, the idea, the thought of going to the DMV makes me wish for a fucking apocalypse, okay? I want all of you to die because I have to go to DMV. Do you understand how that makes sense in my fucked up head? I went to DMV, and someone thought it'd be a good idea to bring their fucking child. I want... It's the only reason I can't own a gun, okay? The only reason is because you think it's okay to bring your fucking kid to places like the DMV, the bank, or the fucking movies. Having a really good day. I don't know if you can tell. Having a really, really good day, dude. I've been saying God bless a lot more recently because uh, I'm tired of God damning everything. I was trying to figure out, like, uh, what I'm going to do with the rest of my six months on this planet. 
So I, I went and I, I got my palm read, and she told me to quit jerking off so much. <sighs> Have you guys heard of these things called horror movies? Have you ever heard of a horror movie before? You've heard this? I don't like them. Not a big fan. I don't feel like they're realistic at all. I don't feel like it's realistic at all that Chucky's going to run up on me with a knife and he's going to kill me. If Chucky runs up on me with anything, I'm fucking him to death. Okay? Great. I'm going to fist fuck him until he fucking cries. Chucky killed like a thousand people in those movies. How? It's a child doll. And I'm going to fuck it, okay? I'm going to call it Corey Feldman and it's going to be me who fucked it. You have the ring. Have you seen the ring movie? Sebastian, pay attention. Have you, have, you <laughs> have you seen the movie The Ring with the creepy fucking bitch who crawls out of the t- television screen? Seven days. No, 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 no. If, uh, if, anything, if anyone crawls out of my television, first and foremost, they're going to get a whiff of something, right? They're gonna, it's going to be my socks, right? That's what they're going to smell first and foremost, and she's going to start crying and crawl right back to wherever the fuck she came from. She's not going to need seven days to figure it out. One day will, will suffice. One trip, that's all. Bye-bye. Freddy fucking Krueger in my dreams. That's the, Freddy Krueger is the reason I eat Blue Chew before bed, okay? Great. Freddy Krueger's and I'm going to fuck Freddy Krueger, okay? <laughs> One, two, Freddy's coming. No, I'm coming! Uh, and I had to do all of that bit just so I can get to the new one of... Uh, Oh, the fucking ghosts, dude. Ghosts don't exist. I don't care who thinks they do. They don't exist, right? I saw a video of, of a ghost. It, it threw a crucifix from this side of the room to that side of the room. Ghosts can touch shit now? That's what you're, you're telling me. Ghosts can touch things. Where's the ghost with the panties on his face like a mask then? Right? Right? Because if I'm a ghost, I'm stealing your underwear. Okay, I'm stealing your socks, and I'm jerking off into them with all my little fetus loads, right? Because I'm dead. I'm a ghost. They're abortion loads now. They're not even semen. They're dead children who shoot out of my dick. I'm going to shoot ghost loads on your face while you sleep. That's what crusties are. Thank you. My name is Mark Neuer. Have a great night. Hey, yay. The crusties are ghost come. That's genius. All right. Um, I'm your last comedian. Clap for me. Yay. Wasn't that fun how um, we said Mark Neuer and then he showed up? He's like one of the people out of those horror movies. Don't say his name three times. He'll show up and scare you. He'll show up and scare you. Ray, I'm glad you made it. You'll be up up right after me. You made it. That's really exciting. Yay. Uh, So, Jesus, I haven't had sex in a really long time. And it's really confusing to me because when I was a kid, my grandma always used to say, ugly people fuck too. And I was like, what does that mean? Am I ugly? Am I too good looking? Like, what do you mean by that, Grandma? And I'm nine. So who am I? I, I, did, I had my first sex dream when I was 10 years old. Does anybody else remember, like, having active, especially, it's, I guess it's odd for women. I didn't know, whatever. I, I learned to masturbate when I was not. Anyways, we'll get to that. So my first sexual wet dream that I ever had, I had a dick and I was fucking myself. 
I'm the OG NB. All these new kids, oh, we're non-binary. 1984, bitches, I had a dream where I had a dick and I was fucking myself. That's an Aurora Boris of non-binary. It's before non-binary even existed. We didn't even have computers. No one even knew what binary was. But I was it, but I can't be it because the kids these days, oh, it's self-care. It's called hygiene. It's brushing your teeth. I'm practicing self-care every morning. We used to call it taking a fucking shower. Oh, oh, I'm pansexual. Oh, I'm everything sexual. We used to call it greedy. Fuck you. I want to be non-binary, but I can't. I'm just an old flappy-titted loser who doesn't like wearing bras because only the young kids get to be non-binary. Right? I want all the rights. Ever since I was a kid, I want all the rights and privileges attached to having a dick. We didn't get... Anyway, I am get very angry about this because all the girls now are like, you're so racist and homophobic and misogynistic and all this. I had to grow up through it. Of course I'm like that. I'm fucking jealous that you get to be whatever you want and everybody supports you. Jesus Christ. Fucking snowflakes. Have a little struggle. Seriously, these 26-year-old kids come up and tell comedy. They have no struggle. What is, their parents did everything. They paid for college. They paid for them now. Oh, are you a comedian? Ugh. You know what? I could have done anything I wanted if my parents would have supported me too. <sighs> I finally understand, like, I'm just saying, I'm a communist. If we could just abolish generational wealth and not have families anymore, the whole world would be different because instead of the people being in charge of just being rich, they're untalented fucks. You guys realize that the most basic fuckers are in charge and anyone with any personality or uniqueness is squashed because our parents weren't rich. So we had to learn to have personalities. We had to read, oh God. She can read books. Seriously, I'm so mad at all the kids. Their life is not, everything is easy. They don't even have to learn how to spell or add or write. Everything is done for them. Stupid Americans. Just like you, Mark, I can't wait for everyone else to die. Okay, I'm sorry. I had jokes I was gonna tell, but I just had to rip. I'm so, I'm just so angry because I was just so, like, my whole life. Oh, I'm 48, by the way. Hard, hard to tell. If I could just be a 26-year-old now, beat all those fuckers up. I'm kidding. Your next comedian, he's, he's old like me. <laughs> he, knows how to, he knows how to write and read cursive. <gasps> you're, you're, you're a monolith, not a monolith. What's the word for it? An artifact, just like me. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Raycon! Yay! All right, give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Wow. I had a dream like that, too, where I was fucking myself, and my therapist just called me a narcissist. Pam just is a non-binary lady. I love it. The forerunner. It's great. Hi, guys. How are you? It's been a while since it's been up. I'm happy to be here. Mutiny Radio, yeah? Last one. Damn, this is great. Uh, a little bit about me. I come from a super educated family. Dad's got a PhD. Mom's got two master's degrees. So guess what? If you know anything about genetics, you know that I am a huge disappointment. Yeah, that's the word you're looking for. Absolutely. I am not. My, my parents came from Pakistan, right? They're immigrants. So this is not what the American dream they had in mind. This is an immigrant's nightmare, people. 
Yeah, 54, I'm in the mission. I'm hanging out with you guys, dude. Are you kidding me? Is that what they wanted? Is that where they scratch and they claw to this country so their middle-aged son can do an open mic in the mission? Fuck yeah, it is. Fuck yeah, it is. And go last after a non-binary predecessor is fucking herself in her dreams at the age of nine? Yeah, that's the American dream, people. That's why they immigrated. Hell yeah. I got some new jokes. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, I'm from Pakistan. Like I said before, in the 70s, growing up Pakistani was rough. It was real, super rough, man. It, the people were cruel. People were cruel. They'd be like, oh, what are you from Pakistan? Huh? You from Pakistan? Pakistanki, aren't you? What are you, Pakistanki? Is that what you are? Pakistanki? Yeah. I really want you. Want you pack a suitcase to get the fuck out of your country. I gotta get back to your country, huh? My pediatrician was mean. Let me tell you, he was rude. I gotta get a new doctor. Uh, I'm super boring. Uh, matter of fact, uh, anytime I commit a crime, they call me a person of disinterest. That's rude. Not nice. I have hobbies. I'm on the mic. Not cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, when I was a kid, I had a lot of um, a lot of irrational fears. Anybody have irrational fears growing up? Yeah, you, Lauren. Good, cool. So me too. The same. Me and you. Uh, I was super afraid of dark closets growing up, so one week the uh, light bulb in my refrigerator went out. Yeah, lost 15 pounds, everybody. Yeah, greatest week of my life, man. Just shut it off, man. Called the boogeyman diet. Yeah, yeah, no thank you for bagels and scream cheese. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's cool. All right, um, let's see. Uh, I'm a cheap guy. I'm super cheap because I was raised by immigrants, right? Can't fight being cheap. Can't, can't do it. Try as much as I can to try to break the habit, but I was raised that way, right? So, you know, it takes all, every ounce and every molecule in my body not to pull over on the side, side of the freeway and pick up that sweet-looking ottoman. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? For the low, low price of reversing one half mile down the side of the freeway, that cracked rattan footstool is all mine. Yeah, yeah, it's cheap, it's free, that's what I'm trying to say, people. <laughs> My mom and I were so cheap, they would have saved the nails off of Jesus' cross in case God had twins. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Is that too much? That's pretty too much. Sorry. Sacrilegious, everybody. Sacrilegious. Um, I, I have a particular look to myself. I'm what they call ethnically ambiguous, you know? People can't tell where I'm from. Yeah. yeah. My wife had no idea where I was from when we, were first, when we were first dating. She had no idea. But she would ask questions, but not directly, right? She'd be like, Ray, you want to go out to dinner? Dinner and a movie? You want to try that? Let's go to dinner and a movie. What do you say? I'm like, all right, cool, let's go. So what do you think about it? You want a little, little chicken adobo? What do you think? Chicken adobo? Huh? Want to watch a Pacquiao fight? Is that what you people, is that what you like? Is that what you're from? Is that what's going on? Is that what's happening there? With that all that brown skin? Is that, what that, that what's going on? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that at all. It's like, oh, okay. What do you want to do? You want to get like a, I don't know, you want to go see Moana? Want to see Moana? Maybe get some poi, huh? Chicken luau out. We can find a luau. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that at all. I know what you do when you're trying to ask me where I'm from. Just ask me directly. Just ask me. It's okay. She's, I'm from Pakistan. My parents came here, and I'm first generation, so I'm 100% Pakistani. You get it? Is that cool? Is that all right? She's like, thank God. So what are we doing? Samosas and diarrhea? Is that what we're doing tonight? Samosas and diarrhea? Is that what it is? I'm like, oh, my God. Will you marry me? Because you fucking know my people. Hell yeah. Hey, guys, that's my time. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Pam. Woo! Yeah! Yay. Monday! Samosas and diarrhea. I love samosas. It's my desert island food. That was Raycon. Yay. We all did it together.
Hey, thanks everybody for being here and thanks everybody for sticking around and for all the news people. We hope that you come back next week and try some jokes. Remember, three, three punchlines is five minutes. No, five punchlines is three minutes. Just make sure if you have five punchlines. I mean, you're fine, little boy, George, but I'm talking to the girl here. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to diminutize you or in any way. Your, your criminal aura just really radiates from you. But five, if you have five punchlines, it's usually three minutes. And if you're telling a story, just make sure there's like five parts in it where you go, that's where they're supposed to laugh. And then do it and then look at us and we'll get it. <laughs> uh, but we hope you come back next week. Thanks for being here. And tell your friends, ooh, chocolate. And uh, we'll be back next week, or and Friday too, Friday and tomorrow at OMG, and Wednesday at Mars Bar, and Thursday at Bar on Dolores, and Friday here, and Saturday at Atlas, and Sunday at Barbary Coast at Danker Side of Comedy. And yeah, okay, bye. Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, Ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but quick to the festival. All oh, sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises. You're still thinking And when it's all over you Well, you know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer Oh, fucking Mark Oh, my God, I hear he's the best of the worst He gives you the business, y'all Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. Please come and come all. Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining the best of the worst, Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco, hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista, Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at CobbsComedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship 
as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Holy Patrick, Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Beauty Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Then, oh, that's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming Live, 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. 
Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Best Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine and even in a drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho... Reservations on Eventbrite. Talking. L S D Fap. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap 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 fap. Acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping.
Blast, blast, blast is gone mutiny radio. And you can tell all your friends, get on the phone. It's going to be a rock and roll weekend. one over across the track so she could hear my man a wailing sax you must admit they have a rocking band many were blowing like a hurricane that's why i go for that rock and roll music any old way you lose it gotta be rock roll music any old time you use it gotta be rock roll music if you